Good evening, Bill. Good evening, Stanley. Hello, listeners, to another episode of the BS Car Guys podcast. We are delighted to have you here tonight because tonight we are going to share a secret with you. Don't tell anybody. It's a secret just between us. Yeah, you know, us and, you know, the millions of <laughs> BS Car Guys fans. The millions of BS you're, Car Guys You're fans. assuming that at some future point in history and the archives of podcasts, some group of people like car historians are going to stumble upon this and be like, this is important. We should all um, listen to these archived episodes of the BS Car Guys podcast. Well, there's one promotion opportunity that I'm going to take advantage of, and I'll tell you about that. So, because we haven't really talked about this, because I just thought of it. All right, so... <laughs> um, uh, Consumer Reports does a podcast and a video thing every uh, every week, and they have a podcast coming up about the trials and tribulations of buying a car, a car in 2022, and they take video uh, video uh, clips or people asking questions or telling about that thing. And I'm gonna, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about doing that. If I'm not too late, I'm gonna record something and send it there, and I'm definitely gonna plug our podcast. I don't know if they're going to answer it. I don't know if they're going to cut that part out. I have no idea. But I'm going to try it. We're going to see how it works. Go for it. I think you can do it. And speaking of which, before we get into our main topic, Bill, do you know what happened to me this week? You bought a car. No, I did not buy a car. But I am currently car shopping for my uh, my daughter-in-law. And, you know, she's... She settled on a car. She needs a car. Encourages people to do bad things, and you'll hear what I'm about to hear about the bad things that I'm about to uh, that people are doing out here. Okay, so, so I I don't know. I just lost you for a split second. So I don't know if everything you said made the recording. There was some sort of something where you staticked out, so I didn't hear every word you said. Okay, cool. So. If you're not in the car, uh, if you do not need a car right now, stay out of the automotive market because it encourages bad behavior. And we do not want to reward bad behavior. So you're referring to bad behavior on the part of automotive dealers? Yes. So she settles on this car and uh, and, uh, uh, we make a tentative deal. For twenty one five for this brand new car, I know right now that's really low, but you can you can do it if you figure out the right car. And in normal times, is this, this brand car, new car a Kia Soul? It is not a Kia Soul. It is a uh, Kia Rio. Okay. All right. So in normal times, this car this deal would be about eighteen nineteen thousand dollars. Right. Okay. After so. Y- you know you're going in there paying more than you should. Yeah, good. Yes, because the market. I acknowledge that the market is kind of wacky right now, but you know. So I call the other local Kia dealership because I have, I've bought vehicles uh, from them before. I've sent people to that dealership, and I'm yeah. So I have a, 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 a as much of a friendly relationship as you can with an automotive salesman that you only see every couple months or years, right? Sure. I know the dude. His phone number is in my deck. It's in my phone, and you know, so on and so forth. So I text him and I say, "Hey, man, my daughter-in-law made this deal for this car. I know you don't have any on your lot right now, but if you, when you, when are you getting some? And if you can beat this deal, then we'll buy. We'll we'll do. Uh, we'll work with you, just because I know you. Right. right? Makes sense. So they get one on the on the lot, and they apply a three thousand dollar market adjustment to this car, which now makes it twenty three thousand dollars. Nope. Before taxes and tags and all this other stuff. And he sends me the stuff, and I'm like, dude, I saw the car this weekend. It that it is not gonna work without this. This with that markup, you know, can you do the car for twenty one thousand dollars? He texts me back and says, "Hey, 
how was it 20 21 5 last week now it's 21 it's 21 uh, i'm done I, I don't need to talk to you no more about this deal thank you for your interest i was like and i had the petty growing in my heart for a second and i waited i texted him back and i said this dude are you really trying to get on me for asking for $21,000 out the door for this car when I told you that if you beat the deal, you can get the sale. While you are asking me to pay a $3,000 market adjustment and you're, and you're the one offended? Right. Seriously? And then I was like, you don't ha- I have no problem working with I had no problem working with you and I have I will have no problem working with another person in your uh I have had no I will have no problem working with somebody else in your dealership in the future or working working with another dealership. So if you're done, you're done. He texted me back a couple of times, I had not answered. But the audacity of getting upset at a customer for trying to get a decent deal on a car, yep. trying to trying to put some money in your pocket. Right, right. I mean, you, for the simple you fact brought that, the opportunity to him that otherwise he wouldn't have had at all. Yeah. And I was like, you're, I was like, and you're going to ask me, you're going to get upset at me for asking you to beat this deal by $500, which, to be honest, I did. If he could, if he would have beat that deal by a hundred dollars, I would have did it just because I worked with him before. Right. But right. you're going to ask me to pay three thousand dollars over MSRP? Ridiculous. And you're going to get upset at me. That's like good luck, man. So what I did is I googled. I, I googled. I was like, hey, what is you know what constitutes daggone price gouging? And in South Carolina. It has to be in an emergency situation, or it does not constitute price gouging. But I think current, that the current normal. market doesn't constitute price gouging, according to uh, what I what, what I was able to find out. I That's interesting. I disagree. This is the same person that I told uh, you know nine months ago. Hey man. You have this, this SUV that's coming out probably springtime next year that my wife is really interested in. Hey. She likes this color. If everything works out with this car, you know, that's going to be an easy sale for you. Until the car shows up and you want to charge me a $7,000 market adjustment. That is acceptable. A tw- that is 20% of what that car should cost. Unacceptable. So this, yes, I agree wholeheartedly with your point. If you don't need a car right now, don't even go to the lot because you're right. You're encouraging bad behavior. That's unacceptable. That's not, I mean. This is a little inside baseball here, but I think all of our listeners know I'm a salesman. I sell things for a living. Correct. The stuff we sell has gotten He's a lot. He's the best lot. salesman. He's the best right. salesman for the record. Well, so the, the best stuff one we I know anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so the stuff we sell has also gotten very difficult to come by, right? We mm-hmm. do not have these items in inventory like we used to. Not that we ever had a lot in inventory, but we were we were building them much quicker upon order mm-hmm. previously than we are currently. Right. Um we do not have a market adjustment. There is no market adjustment. We have not raised our prices an absorbent amount of money to offset raw material cost increases that we've experienced because it's not necessary. You're, you're just going to drive your customers away. Correct. Which leads to my second point. Or you're just going to cause them to withhold purchasing indefinitely till things come back to normal. There's no reason to price gouge. There's no reason to add a market adjustment solely because you don't want to lose out to a used car deal, which is what I think it really comes down to. 
and you know what? The crazy thing is, we uh, we were looking at a used car, and I was like, "Hey, maybe I'm gonna look at this, and maybe we can do this." And uh, we looked at that 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 Civic I showed you last time. You know, adding a little bit of warranty to that car, it would have came out to nineteen thousand dollars. I said, nineteen thousand dollars for um for a two thousand fifteen Honda Civic ain't no way. I'm not gonna no. We're just gonna that's go get insane. this new car, right? Yeah, that's insane. And um, so so we know we went over there and then we start looking at the uh, the Rio again, which is a car that absolutely fits everything she does. We know we in 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 normal times it'd be like a nineteen thousand dollar car, but I understand what's going on. I get it, but she needs the car. It makes no sense for her to pay four hundred dollars a month in Uber. When she could just be back in a car payment, you know? absolutely. You know? Yes, yeah. And the, you know, and she's prepared for this a little bit, so she's she's good. But so this leads to my second point. So I have a a friend, another friend. I know, I know that's hard to believe. I got more than one friend who is uh, very, very, very good at writing passive aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to use his skill set, and I'm going to write Kia a letter. And I may send that same letter to Ford because he went through the same situation with Ford. And it's like, this is what people are doing. This is how real customers are reacting to it. Going to are reacting to it. What are you going to do about it? Because right. everything car dealerships are right now, and I'm not. I'm not saying all car dealerships are doing this because I have ran into a couple. That just didn't have the product that somebody uh, who was shopping for a car at the time wanted. That was not applying market adjustments. They were overcharging for factory for factory installed uh, options, but at least if you were willing to wait for the car, they wouldn't put it on it. You know what I mean? Yes. And and the same time, they were selling every car that they could get their hands on. And what they're also doing is creating return customers. <laughs> Absolutely, that's what they're doing. You're exactly right. Because I mean, if you go to somebody and you are happy with the deal, whether I think it's a good deal or Bill thinks it's a good deal, if you're happy with the deal, you're probably going to go back to that person. That's exactly right. Because they right. did you right. And when you go to a dealership nowadays and you know you're being somebody is charging you three thousand, seven thousand, ten thousand dollars just because I can. And or and or because somebody else to come in here and pay it, you lose you lose you potentially lose that return customer or that forever customer. Because well, you know, and what I mean? listen, the long term side effect is the guy who comes in and pays seven to ten thousand dollars extra for the car. Maybe they're just not educated or they don't know what's going on in the market. Well. Yep. Six months from now or four months from now, once they've had that car for a little while and they start thinking about it and they realize how much more they paid. Yeah. You, they're not coming back to you for another car. Not at all. So not even the customer all. you greedily got now, you ain't getting them back. You've lost that customer. They're not going to go tell their friends, hey, you should go check out so-and-so's car lot. I only had to pay $10,000 over a sticker for my car. Yeah, yeah. It, that it is that conversation ain't happening anywhere ever. Yeah, they are creating. Some car dealerships are creating the case for direct to consumer sales. I mean, yes. I was talking. I was talking to somebody today. It's like, and you know, obviously, I don't know all the logistics about it uh, behind it, but I was like, you don't need the dealership. What you need is service. And and you need service uh, a service place to service the vehicles and place for people to pick their vehicle up from. You don't yep. need the rest of it at all. And services is, is, I mean, if they're ASC certified mechanics with all the technology and cars and stuff, you know, a lot of them guys they are mechanics. I'm not going to downgrade them, but they're being told they're they're looking up what to do on the car. You know, you know what I mean. Yes. There, yes. there is there's some skill in the process, but. They're looking because some of these cars are so new. Like I had a friend that got got a new K five. He is uh, having a little. Uh, he, he's finding uh, a little difficulty scheduling an all change because you know service departments are kind of backed up. And he tried to take it to a uh, a big national chain place, and they told him straight up, "It's like, hey, your car is in in our system, and we can't do the oil change, dude." 
<laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like we oh legally can't. That's, it is company that's... policy that we can't do the oil change because your vehicle is too new to be loaded in our system. That's stupid. That that makes you know, no sense at all. And the dude, they physically, they physically can do the oil change. The grade of oil is uh, is there when you pop the hood, right. but their company policy is no, unless it's not because you know they have liability concerns they got to deal with. No, nah, I don't buy that. That's. I mean, I mean, but if you have a joint or a consolidated daggone pickup station and a consolidated service station, multiple manufacturers can use it. And yeah. what do you need to deal it for anymore? Right. That's and right. We have we have friends who who sell. You're in sales, but we have friends who sells cars for a living. And I would love for them dudes to continue to have uh, their their jobs because they, from what I understand, they love them. But at the same time, I was like, your fellow salesmen are screwing you, dude. <laughs> yeah, the, the, there's a, like, a serious problem in the industry at the moment. Yeah. I've lost you again. What is it, though? Well, I don't know. I, my computer is running really fast right now, and I was trying to pull up uh, my, my uh, thing. But anyway. Uh, we don't really talk about politics and stuff on here, and this isn't really politicky, politically, politicky. But uh, yeah, there's and, a word for you. Uh, that's why we don't talk politics because I can't pronounce all the word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, predatory capitalism is what I call it. That's like when you're taking advantage of your customer, you're wrong. Right. I'm, if you're providing a service, providing a product that they want, and they, you know, that's all good, all well and good. But when you're taking advantage of a customer just because you can, because of the market or the uh, or uh, the lack of education that they have in that product, you're wrong. You're you know wrong. I mean? That's right. I agree. You're you're completely you're, you, Lasonly Stanley, are co- com- completely correct. Like that's just bad behavior. Yeah. All right, we're gonna and talk I about these. We're gonna yeah. talk. We're yeah, gonna talk gonna about talk these crushes. Yeah, we're gonna talk about these crushes. So this secret that Bill want to share, uh, Bill want has uh, provoked or encouraged us to share with you is, so every car per- car guy, car person, li- little or big, uh, always had this car that they liked, that it wasn't a popular choice, so they gotta keep it to themselves. <laughs> you know? Yes. They, you know. It's cool to like Corvettes, but you know it's not cool to like whatever the Nova or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's the right. Lumina. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, that ain't showing up on anybody's list. I don't think. But yes, that's correct. But there, I bet you there are guys, the people out there who love the list. I don't know one, but somebody. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. There's probably an enthusiast club. Um, or an enthusiastic collector's club for pretty much every vehicle that's ever been made. Um, maybe, but yeah. So the, the, what spurred this topic, uh, for our show is every week, um, there's a, a street that we drive down with some frequency. Um, and on this street, there's there's this particular car that parks at an apartment complex um, and they park out on the street. And so I see this car at least once a week and um, if not more than once a week. And for years, like four or five years, I guess, because I think they bought this car new. And the car still looks great. Every time I drive by it, I think I shouldn't like that car. But I really kind of <laughs> want that car. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and one day as we were driving by it, um, we Kendra and I were talking about another car subject um, that is a pet peeve of mine, and she actually agrees with me about it. Um, but that's what? a that's a topic for a different time. And so as I'm seeing this car, and we're discussing things, and she says, "You should talk about this on your podcast." And then I I see this car and I tr- I have that emotional trigger. I think that's what I need to talk about on the podcast. I need to come clean with my secret crush. And so that's that was where this idea came from. Is like 
I would divulge all of my secret car crushes. All of them? Yeah, I mean, not all, but look, I've already shared there's a lot of weird stuff I like, right? I like smart cars. Yeah, yes. Yes. I like weird old station wagons, you know, stuff like that. Smart car. Smart cars. (laughs) (laughs) So we probably did this differently because that's what we do because we don't discuss how we do these things. So I came up with a, a new car list. And a uh, uh, oh, older car list. Car, the, on the new car list, it, it's currently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That makes sense. I have a little bit of both on my list. So it's not, I mean, I'd say most of mine are old cars, um, but there are a couple of new cars on my list as well. Cool. So uh, you want me to go? I guess I can go first. I'll go okay. first. Yeah, let's, let me go first. All right. So uh, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to go into detail about every car, but I'll, I will, uh, hit the highlights the list and obviously it's not always complete because no car guys list is ever complete but uh i'll hit the highlights and then i'll tell you the most important thing on the list last okay okay that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do i'm gonna save the one that's like birthed the idea for last i'm I'm gonna go and tell you uh there there cannot be any porsches or volkswagens um or Audis on my list, and there cannot be any Kias or Hyundais on your list because everybody in the world already knows that you love Kias and Hyundais, that you are a KDM fanboy. First of all, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say there was. Either I'm just saying thing. you you ain't shocking anybody with a revelation of being in love with a Kia Soul. Uh, well, that would be a revelation. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, and no, at the top of the list, there's not a Kia or a Hyundai product. Okay. All right. So that just oh, means there talking. is one on the list. Just there's so you... one on both lists. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, one of one of them is I kind of it doesn't matter. But anyway. So I'll start with the old ones. All right. So some of the highlights that I could uh, that, that I came with was the 1994-ish, uh, mid-90s Dodge Shadow, Plymouth Sundance, Plymouth Dusters. Uh, the reason why I love them little cars, I always thought they were kind of cool. Uh, I got my license in one. They have a, a special place in my heart. Uh, I understand that they were remodeled K cars and they were, you know, not performance even though they kind of look sporty they were not sporty but okay i, I love them cars anyway uh another one on list ford escort remember i said i didn't say a particular year because uh ford escorts hold a special place in my heart because those were the cars that people young people could afford back then and it's not like we really wanted them but that's right. what people could get and yep. it, it just, it, I, I hold I, I hold that car dear, near and dear because they, you know, I've seen a couple cool ones. And you can throw the Mercury Tracer in there because, you know, it's the same car with a, uh, with a Mercury badge on it. But uh, you, you had a Mercury Tracer, so we already knew you loved it. Yep, yep, $700. Hey, Sheila. Hey, <laughs> Sheila. Uh, the Chevy Chevette. I mean, who doesn't love a Chevette? I had a I had uh, an aunt that had a Chevette. Nobody loves Chevettes. I learned how to drive. I learned how to drive manual in that car. I absolutely tore up the clutch. It was a little <laughs> red Chevette. <laughs> so I love. I, I have a special place in my heart for that car. And there was this guy that I went to high school with. He was a senior, I think, or a freshman, and he had like two fifteens in that car, and he would blow the hatch off it, and it was cool. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, remember uh, the, in the mid '90s, Ford reintroduced the Mercury Cougar. Um, yes, yes. I will yes. show you a picture of it. Uh, no, but, I, I know the one you're talking about. It's kind of rounded. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I was coming back from Japan or something, and I saw that car. I was like, I like that. I really, really, really like that. And everybody yep. else liked it enough that it only lasted one motorcycle. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And these last two are the real ones. Um, the Hyundai product is not number one, but it is number two. Uh, the 1995 Shocker. Hyundai Accent. Do you remember what that little bubble of a car looked like? Oh, my goodness. All right. So the reason dude, why. Dude, <laughs> let me tell you. That that I can't. Car. I got to be very careful. <laughs> so the yes. So all right. Stop screen sharing your screen. Okay, I'm gonna figure out how to do that in a second. Uh, uh, okay, now this is um this is like a mid segment teaser for a couple episodes down the road. But a couple episodes from now, we are gonna discuss um small Next. little fun cars and we're going to refer to them as nuggets because um of of our the guys in australia that do mighty car mods refer to those kind of cars as nuggets so i have a list of cars that i'm compiling for that episode and without getting too far into the weeds i'm going to show stanley one of the cars on my list (laughs) you see this 2009 yes. Hyundai Accent SE. Wow. How yes. does that still, how did that not blow up by now? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, I just think that's awesome that you brought that car up and that I was just looking at that car. All right. So why that car? I, so we were about to graduate high school and everybody wanted a car, obviously. Uh, I ended up getting that uh, that Dodge Daytona. I don't know how I ended up with that car, but we was but looking at new cars, and that car came out. It was ten thousand dollars, and it was like it had like a hundred and forty nine dollar car payment because you know we didn't understand that we had to actually have credit mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Right. It was like oh, we could do a hundred and forty nine dollars. Absolutely. And my friend, my friend C.J. Goldthorpe. End up getting getting that car. It was white, and it was it was like the only new car in the group, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was I don't know if he remembers it. That's awesome, but it was awesome to me because we all dreamed about. Hey, can we get this car? And then he got it. It was like, oh, we can buy new things. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it. And so that car. Well, you know, I will always remember that car. That's the first time any of my friends bought a new car. Uh, but the number one car on my list, and I don't know if I if it's really like a secret or some uh, you shouldn't like it, but I'm gonna show Bill this. Um, it is the 1989 ish Isuzu I Mark. Specifically, Isuzu I Mark. I don't know if that one's registering with my memory at the moment. Oh, I'm about to show it to you. The Isuzu okay, I Mark. RS in particular. Um, I had a friend in Japan that had one of these cars and it scared the crap. It was the first car, the first sport comp, first thing I ever seen sport compact. Right? Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen one of those or known that I saw one of those. This car, you see it, it looks, it is a, it's a geometry project. I mean, it's a geometry project. (laughs) The only thing that's round on it are the wheels, and that's questionable. (laughs) I love that. I I love that. That's great. I think that's great. I like that. I like the shape of it. That's a good look. Look, you can bring that one up again in two two episodes when we get around to these little nuggets. uh, Probably, dude. If I could find one of them that was running right now, and it was just going to be like at you know the car for me to just play. I would definitely do this car because one, nobody would know what I'm, what what it is, and For so sure. they would ask me questions all the time. And I'm sh- somebody got to have one somewhere. You look at the rims on that right there. Remember the blades? Yes, those blades are awesome. <laughs> Man, I do. Scroll I, back up to the top. Scroll. Where you at? Okay, all right. You're good. You're good. I, you're, that's fine. I just thought I saw something else. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's the, that's the old car. 
that I uh, that I you know that's my secret old car crush. Um, I like it. I wanted that car so bad, and I ended up when I was in Japan getting a, a Civic because we just couldn't find one. But he had that car turbocharged, and it legitimately scared the crap out of me. Did he <laughs> turbocharge? Some... Did he turbocharge it? I can't talk. Uh, no, no, they sold a turbocharged version of it. It's like a 1.5 okay. turbo back in there. And um, he did have some things done to it. And um, I think Lotus tuned the suspension. But, I mean, if, if, for those of us who've been to Japan, they, you know the streets aren't that big. Mm-hmm. And he used every inch of it and scared the crap out of me. And I loved it. I loved it. But, yeah. So that was my um, that was my old car, which is way more interesting than my new car thing. So yes. let's go ahead, let's go ahead and get to that real quick. Uh, new new cars that are on my list. Oh, can you see that? You're cheating. Yep, I can <laughs> see that. I'm not looking. I looked away. I looked away. All right, cool. You gotta stop screen All sharing. Right. So I look back. I did. All right, so new cars on the list. Cars are like I'm gonna go through it faster. Uh, that I probably. The BMW 2 Series sedan, I don't know why I like Ooh, that car. It I almost made my so, list. It almost made my list. It, it it has everything but the manual. Everything but the manual. Yes. It has uh, it is the size that I want. It it has the engine selections that I want. It just does not have a manual. And I don't care for front wheel drive base. That doesn't bother me at all. But if they can put a, a manual in the clubman. Uh, in those minis, which this car is based on the same uh, platform, then yes, they should be is. able to do it in this, in this two series. And I really, 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 really like that car. Um, uh, like this car for a completely different reason. And I don't know if you saw this, Bill. Uh, the 2022 Honda, uh, Honda Insight. The reason why I like that car is, I, at the time, I thought it was a better looking Civic, and it got 50 miles a gallon. <laughs> and that's, Interesting. And now, Nowadays, uh, 50 miles a gallon is, is an awesome thing to have in your garage. <laughs> <laughs> the Civic does look better. Than, I would admit the Civic looks better than it now. But in Europe, the Civic has this, had, the new Civic has this powertrain in it, and they're calling it the Civic Hybrid. And that's going to be their top, uh, that's going to be their top line normal Civic model. They just, yeah. they just uh, revealed the Hyundai Kia Group. Uh, Entry because I got to have one. The Hyundai Kona N. I know I should like the Veloster better than it. I know I should like the Veloster, uh, the Elantra N and the Elantra Inline better than it. But something about that little ugly, frumpy hatchback crossover thingy. Interesting. I like it. I like it for some reason. I don't know why. Hey, I don't. I don't know why. I like it. We can't. We, we. 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 There's no rhyme or reason to these things. And the number one on the list is, <laughs> and this is going to tell you things about me. I guess. Um, I still like the Chrysler 300. Oh, uh, I knew you would. I knew you. <laughs> I knew you liked that Chrysler 300. That was no secret. Um, I know that is old, and it's for old people ish. And but we be old people ish. I like it. I don't like it as much as the, the challenge, uh, the, the charger. But there are people who run around here with so many chargers that the chargers are starting to get annoying. And a Chrysler 300C would be awesome. And I really, 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 I think that car still looks good. I don't care if people think it's old and needs to be restyled and everything. I think that car looks good. I like it. And I don't care if you know if I like it. Now, and that's All my right. list. I like your list. It's a very good list. Uh, the, the, I, I don't, I mean, some of those cars I really like. Some of those cars I didn't know existed. Some, I mean, it's that's <laughs> the thing about your secret crush, right? Is it, it nobody else but you has to agree with it. So I think it's a good I'm list. Surpri- I'm kind of surprised that you didn't know the Azuzu. I think they re- Chevrolet rebashed the Azuzu as the Nova 2. Well, Listen, all right, so it made me think of a car. It made me think of the Isuzu Gemini, the... Yeah, the one with the four headlights. Yes. Yeah. With the really weird trunk and back window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that's the one that made me think of. And I've all, I think that's a cool little Japanese car. I do too. I do too. The Isuzu Gemini. And, you know, for those of us who've been to Japan at that uh, Rob My Sport Compact car time, you know, in America, we know this, and you, us car guys, we also know this, that uh, in America, everybody fell, fell in love with modified Hondas. In Japan, they modified everything. Right. If it had wheels on it, they changed things on it, you know. So, yeah. to see a hotted up Isuzu wasn't out of the cards. You know, a hotted up uh, Mitsubishi FTO, which people mm. don't, unless mm. you play uh, Gran, mm. Gran Turismo, you don't know that car, you know. Or watch the Jackie was, Chan movie. Oh, watch the Jackie Chan movie. So, everybody thought the Eclipse was a thing. I was like, no, nah, the FTO looks better. I like it. The F- <laughs> FTO, yeah, the FTO is a better looking car. I wish they'd have sold that in the States. Um, yep. Okay. So my list, so because this is my my secret crush, I'm going to really throw us for a loop on the BS Car Guys podcast, and I'm going to start with not a car. What? Oh. I have always had a soft spot for old BMW motorcycles. That is beautiful isn't it beautiful so i saw one that looked very very similar to this when i was in france a couple years ago sitting out in front of a little cafe and it had um it was a little bit lighter color blue on the gas tank a little darker leather from the seat but it had the like whitish colored heat wrap on the exhaust headers Uh and Dude, it just it broke my heart that it wasn't mine, and I've loved that them is, ever since. That is beautiful. It's a piece of art, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, I'm not that big of a motorcycle guy, partly because my wife and my mother uh, said, "Yeah, I, I'm not a motorcycle guy life. either. I don't have, I have very small desires in my heart to even own a dirt bike, but this thing, I have dreams about driving." around town just doing normal everyday stuff on this motorcycle i would need a brown leather jacket in order to drive it ride that for sure oh that's that's a pretty bike oh man that's a isn't bike. that like that. the prettiest so you if you just I... look up if you just look up bmw r60 or r80 cafe racers that's the ticket this i like the 60s i like the 80s they're both but when you when you put that, just the low handlebars, the cafe racer look with the the bobbed off seat, like dude, everything about that bike with the like kind of dual sporty tires on it, everything yeah. about that bike, love it. Yeah. Okay, I'll stop presenting. So, I knew if I just that, described that, you would be like, I don't know what you're talking about because we're not motorcycle people. We don't talk motorcycles. Correct. Um, that was pretty though. I I, I agree. <laughs> I, <agree. laughs> I I can okay. with your crush. We could we we could we can we can we can bump shoulders over that. There you go. Okay, so I'm gonna pivot back around to cars now. Okay. I'm gonna kind of start with small and quirky and unusual cars, and then I'm gonna kind of go towards the more expensive end of newer stuff, and then we'll land back on the one that that uh, spurred this whole thing. So everybody knows that I love the the smart car, right? Yeah. And and one of the things I love about it is that it's rear wheel drive. You could get them with a manual transmission. So I feel like they're a sports car. But I also really love the Scion IQ. Because I, Toyota made it. It lasts forever. They made an Aston Martin version of it. And it's not any of those things. It's an automatic and it's front wheel drive. But I, I, when I see one, I just think, oh, isn't that cool? I kind of want one of those. But I don't usually go around telling people because it's a good way to get punched in the mouth. I thought you was going to say the Nissan Cube. No, this is no, you put this in the back of a Nissan Cube. So <laughs> <laughs> on the same, on the same brand from Scion, because I kind of like some Scions. Like, don't, you know, 
You're a Toyota I also, fan at heart. I, I guess I am. <laughs> I also kind of like the Scion IA. It's got like this weird, like little mousy face on it. And I just think it's kind of cool. And I think if you put some like 17 inch wheels on it, it would look even cooler. Okay. So those are my two Scions. They're not my favorite Scions, but I do like both of them. My favorite is the Scion TC, but the first generation of it. Oh, man. Is you going to explain that in a minute? That's that you you don't have to hold that as a secret. It's okay to let people know that. Second of all, dude, do you so when that car was new in the second gen, there was one option you can get on it, right? So it was nineteen thousand five hundred or twenty thousand five hundred. Do you know how much a used one costs now? Uh eighteen thousand nine hundred. The highest I've seen for one is twenty two thousand dollars, bro. Do you know why? They're the better Corolla. It is the better Corolla. It is it's the better two Corolla. doors. It looks better. It's a hatchback. Yeah. It's yep. the better Corolla. Yep. I, so, I agree with you. I, I like I like that car as well. See? All right. So now we'll go in a slightly different direction, but also still kind of a smaller-ish car. Okay. Anything, I especially like the first generation of this car as well, but the second one's not bad. They only made two generations of it. The Volvo C30. I saw one the other day. They're gorgeous. They're great looking cars. <laughs> gorgeous. Wait, wait, stop. <laughs> they are a good looking hatchback. They are a good looking hatchback. Okay. If they're that, that kind of bluish silvery color, they're very pretty. They're a very pretty car. They're a bit of a girly car. So, like, I could see my wife driving it more than me. But I still think they're a good-looking car. I saw one um, um, for sale when I was looking at used cars. It was in Texas. And um, they actually wanted a decent price for it. Um, I'm just saying, you know, you may have to sparkle in order to drive that car. I if mean, you understand that right I'm, I'm not reference. I'm not ashamed. Listen, all right, so did you, did you get that reference? Yes. Slightly larger. <laughs> I mean still, you do got hair like it. Thank you. But still <laughs> slightly wagonish. The Saab 95 four door wagon. <laughs> oh, I missed the Saab. I missed the Saab. I don't we miss Saab, Saab like what ha- I mean? What Bro. are engineers driving nowadays? Subarus? Like, what? I yeah. mean, the Saabs um, are cool cars. I always like the Saab wagons. So, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a see how, how good your memory is. You remember back when we were back, we were in New River. And I think I had come back off of, uh, off of uh, the boat deck. And it was a pilot or somebody down at one of the the, the, the flying squadrons. Had the Vigan? Yes. <laughs> you remember. <laughs> that car was They're They're that, great cars. That was one of like the first cars that they advertised. Yeah, we had to dial back the torque in first gear because, yeah, nobody torque would drive. Steer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, I said they're that, great cars. That may have been over an exaggeration. They they are cool cars. Cool yes, cars don't are. always have to work great. Um, uh, no, okay. Before I before I completely change directions away from wagons, let me throw one more wagon out there that I've always had a secret crush on. What's that? The Ford Flex. <laughs> oh, I think they look cool yeah. in in that all blacked tough. out, all murdered out. I think they look cool. They look like that something would, from like a, a 1950s noir like graphic novel. They don't even they don't look like they belong in the time they were built. So I just think they're I, cool cars. I agree with you. I thought that car was I always kind of thought that car was way better than they got credit for. Uh, we had a really good. It friend, was definitely you know, better than the other two cars built on that platform. I 100. What was it? Uh, was it the, the Taurus Flex, uh, Taurus 500 or something? Yeah, what, the 500. 
was it and um the mkx oh yes yeah mk ultra something yes yeah they were horrible anyway that (laughs) that car was cool and you can get the big eco boost in it which made it even cooler so you know that car didn't go away till 2019 i did not know that are you serious yeah, you can still you can get certified pre-owned 2019 Ford Flexes for like forty thousand dollars. Oh yeah, that's the other thing about it. It was not cheap. <laughs> not cheap, but it had three row seats. Yes, it did. Yep. Yep. That was I I I commend you on your efforts on that one. That was that was I like that. I like that. I've always liked them. I see them on the road and I'm like, ooh, that looks kind of nice. I could see me driving that. And then I look at the interior and I'm like, yeah, it's a little cheesy, but I still think I would happily drive around and I have like a secret crush on it. I'm a, um, there was a show that we used to watch called Fringe back in the day. Oh, yeah. And, they uh, drove one around in there. Yeah, I they drove one, uh, the, the black one. All I remember. I remember. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to leave the wagons behind and we're going to talk about two cars with a face only a mother could love, but somehow I still have crushes on them. You ready for this? Uh, Yes. yes, They couldn't be further apart from one another, but when I tell you them, you'll know exactly what I mean. The first generation, like 2002, 2003, Infinity M45. (laughs) <laughs> everybody hated that car because of the front end styling and then they d- radically changed the look of it and then i hated it i like the first one better so in japan if my memory served me correctly that car was the nissan uh gloria i absolutely loved that car because <laughs> back then but you were right. When they do that 2003-ish one, people's like, oh, I don't know if I like that. Uh, you know you know what I mean? But yes. in, J- in Japan, they used to put like 23s on that thing. It was the first, it was the first cars that I saw with like really oversized wheels and stuff on it. Right. So. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, if you think about it, in like 2002, 2003, it's only real like V8 rear-wheel drive four-door sedan competitor was was like the Lincoln LS. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, because It was the ugly was... Lincoln LS. First of all, ugly? No, son. No. no. It, mm. Nobody liked that car, but I loved it. And I still like them. And I still kind of want one. But you cannot find them now. There's none left. Yeah, because all everybody who got them, everybody who got them, who one of them got them and they just sit there or they just import them from Japan. I bet you, I bet you it's going to pop up on, um, what's the website that we like to Duncan. Go on? Uh, Duncan, I guarantee you one is going to pop up on there. Well, you got to wait a couple more years cause they ain't been around long enough. Okay. My second pick for a face so ugly, only a mother could love. This is, this was a bit pricey. The new Bentley flying spur W12. You need me to show you a picture of one? I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Four doors. It looks very German. It looks Audi VW groupish. It's got a W12 in it because who doesn't love terrible maintenance problems? It's got a ridiculous interior. It's like $350,000. It's got like 48 inch wheels on it. Like, you know, all the stuff I don't want to like, but oh my goodness. Is it a cool looking car? It looks like I, you're the captain of a spaceship, and this is the car you take to get to the spaceport. Dude, first of all, I have two comments. Uh, first of all, this is Volkswagen related. <laughs> <laughs> I said it couldn't be a Volkswagen or an Audi. It is technically neither, even though most <laughs> of the parts belong to them. Exactly. Um, second of all, uh, I just realized that you have daydreams about being a gangster who is driven around. In the- <laughs> <laughs> no, in my dreams, I'm driving the gangster around. I'm just the lowly oh, you, guy who drives. Oh, oh, you're you're the guy who drives the gangster around. Either way, 
You like to hang out with gangsters. I didn't realize that about you. And also, I, I also didn't realize that you like fish so much. <laughs> oh, man. That's Dude, funny. I just pulled up a, a, a picture of a purple wooden with purple-ish lights. Oh, my gosh. Why can't I make those? I'm, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Okay. Oh, but I, Are you ready? I also put up a picture of a, of a red and black one, too. That is... Anyway, go ahead. I apologize. This is it. Are you ready for the car that sparked the whole thing? That that when I told my wife that I was going to use this as a topic for a podcast, she said, you probably shouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay. I, 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 need to, I need to know this. I can't even tell you. I'm just going to share the screen and let you discover for yourself in yes, three I'll... and two and one. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh, um, so, uh, audience, I apologize for uh, losing myself right there. Um, so the car that Bill just showed me a picture of is a 2016 Buick Regal Turbo GS. This, okay, also known as the Opal. I can't think of the name of it. Either way, Bill gets on me all the time about like the old people cars. One. This and, this is not that old of an old people car. It when you buy one new, you actually get a subscription to AARP magazine. And every new Buick Regal Turbo GS purchased in 2016 came with a six-month free subscription or supply of Pedialyte. Like, this, they're not for that old of people. They measure the cubic space of the trunk by how many walkers with tennis balls will fit in the back. But just because of all of that doesn't mean it's made for old people. It's a cool-looking car. I will agree with you, and I would also agree. I understand why you wouldn't want to tell anybody that because I like that car as well. Nice. The Regal GS, and that, and and when it came back out, I was like, "That's kind of sharp." I kind of dig it. I also knew it was a European car, but I'll tell you a car that I left off my list that you just sparked. Uh, that just just came back to memory. I this car. If I could find a good example of it today for a good price, which I can't because it's 2022, you know, right. I would buy There's it. no good examples of anything for a good price. The the last generation Buick LeSabre. Oh, yes. Yeah. For some reason, I rented one of those. I ended up having one of those cars to rent them when I went out to God. Last time I was out of Cali. And I, lo- I just fell in love with that car for a week. I was like, why would you get an SUV? Why do you need more room? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, can I can I tell you what it is about the Regal GS yes. Turbo that I like? Yes, please. I I like the wheels. Mm-hmm. I like the the fender flares on the turbo uh-huh. because it looks like it should be all wheel drive or even rear wheel drive. You used it, to, you could get them all wheel drive. It 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 has a appearance of being more performance oriented than it is. And I even like the oversized, weird front bumper, like inlet thingies that are on either side of the grill under the headlights. Like it's just, it's a well, it's a good looking car, but it, I shouldn't, nobody should be surprised because I do have a secret love affair with all things Opal. And I really like every Saturn that I ever liked was also an Opal, like, so, I mean, it should be no big surprise because it's an Opal product, just like the Buick Regal um, Cross Tour, whatever it was, yeah, wagon, yeah, that thing. which was also an Opal, which I also love. But it was a yes. wagon, so nobody was going to be surprised to hear there was another wagon that I liked. But this thing is 100%. I, I guarantee you if you did a demographic search on it, like people who bought those, average age, 74 and the crazy thing is, and I would agree with you, there were the, the 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 people who bought those were old. But the the tragic part about that is the people who should have bought that should have been like middle age, because yeah. that car 
was as good as or better than all the actors out there at the time. Yes. Um, and it was, it was, and it looks better than those accurate TLs from the, yes, 2010 to 18 models. You know, we get in our argument about premium and luxury and, uh, and, and, uh, uh, normal or whatever we call makes that car right there in Acura, that Buick and Acura are in my mind, the definition of a premium make, they're not luxury yet. And they're a step above the, the normal stuff. But I thought, I thought the Buick that, especially that Buick, I thought I liked it better than the Acura. And you could get that with a manual. If you didn't mm. know that mm. you could get that with a See? manual and, and you, it had a, I had the Ecotec uh, two-liter turbo in it, so at first it had like 275 horsepower, to, uh, to like 295 feet of torque, and then they detuned it a little bit so they could uh, have a flatter torque curve, so it went down to like 260, but it had like 300 foot-pounds of torque there. So they were way faster than people would give them credit give them for. Credit and for were, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, I really, I understand why you wouldn't really kind of tell people that, the, uh, that you like that car, but I also 100% understand why you like that car, because at the time that was one of them sleeper cars, right? For lack of better terms, I mean, in all reality, most it was as fast as BMW 3 Series at the time, and it probably handled just as good as all the regular ones anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right. And what do you think about the second generation of that, the hatchback? Not, not my thing. Not your thing. I thought that car was really quirky, and I like that too. So, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I just I, I do. didn't like it as much as that one. I just thought that that body style was my favorite. I agree, especially with those like the, the ten spoke, but look like they're five spoke yes. wheels. Yes, they they, they, they just match that car really well. They might be yeah. for for cars built in the 2010 to 20 decade. They might be in my top two or three of best stock car wheel combinations. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I can see it. I can see it. Is really is a, it. it was a good choice. It, but at, in, at, at the same time, it, I think that car should is it, one of those cars that should have got more love than it deserves. Than, than it did. Yeah. It, it is squarely in that group and i thank buick regal for us uh inspiring this episode <laughs> that's right that's exactly right thank you buick regal so also they used to race this car too in europe the record if you didn't know that let me just tell you you know you you were talking about um that this when we were talking about the scion tc you were talking uh -huh. about how much they go for right yep so just so you know, in I looked for how much these cars would all cost as I was doing this research for this podcast. And uh -huh. the the Scion IQ, the little weird front wheel drive smart car size thing, uh -huh. still twelve twelve thousand dollars, like ten to twelve thousand dollars. Ridiculous. Okay. It, it's gonna get worse. Scion TCs, yeah. Like anywhere from sixteen to nineteen thousand dollars all day, all mm. over the country. It's not like it's just yep. regional. Yeah. This one was the most surprising though. The Scion IA, the really yep. good ones I found, seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars. Whoa. For IA with like fifty to sixty thousand miles on them. Whoa. Talk about holding their value. That car couldn't have been fifteen thousand dollars new. Wow. I I have a I speaking of that right there. I have a question for you. Well, I found a new website for us to, to geek out about. It's called I See Cars. I don't know if you've ever used it, right? I See Cars. I'm about to check it out right now. Yeah. All right. I S S E E Cars. Dot com. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. I'm already on it. So that. They just did a study. Don't look this up. They just did a little study about cars, new cars with the biggest, with that uh, have the largest percentage over MSRP. Okay. I'm going to give you, uh, and then we're going to get out of here. I'm going to give you three chances to get 
one of the top three. Just off the top of your head. Honda Civic. No. Hyundai Veloster. No. Well, then it's, I'm going to have to go SUV. Um, hmm. Lexus RX. The Lexus RX is number 14 at 18.6% above MSRP. Holy cow. That is that equates to $9,242 over MSRP. That's ridiculous, dude. The top five cars on this list in that order at number five is the Jeep Gladiator at 22.5% above MSRP. Stay away Jeep, from a Gladiator. The Jeep Wrangler Unlimited at 22.9% above MSRP. Stay away from the Jeep Wrangler. Both of those are like $9,800 and $9,500 above MSRP. Ford Bronco Porsche, right above them. The Porsche Macan at 23.3% uh-huh. above MSRP. Neil bought one of those. <laughs> at $13,000 over MSRP. Holy cow. Uh, uh, number two is the Ford Maverick Hybrid at 25% above MSRP, which Holy only cow. adds which only adds $5,600 to the price. But that's, that's a lot of money list. when you're talking a $20,000 car. Correct. And number one on the list is the Jeep Wrangler at 26 dollars $9,000 above MSRP. Man, that's nuts. The Bronco was number eight. Where's the um, Toyota Tacoma on the list? The Tacoma is not on this list. That's incredible. Uh, what about the Forerunner? Forerunner, not on this list. I feel uh, like those things are always marked up. Uh, cars that made this list that that I was like, huh, really? Uh, Mercedes GLA made the list. Lexus RX, Mini Cooper That's Country. That's incredible. Why would you Ford ever must- pay over MSRP for a Mercedes when it's going to depreciate 22% of its value the moment you crank it? Oh, they have two Mercedes on here. <laughs> the Ford Mustang, the Chevy Corvette, uh, Mercedes GLB, the Genesis GV70, which I I personally experienced somebody putting an $8,000 markup on that car, which completely took it out of the bag. I'm running for something I would look at. Uh, the Bronco, the RX Hybrid, the regular Maverick, and I gave you the top five. But on all on the all that list, and this is average over the uh, over the the nation. The biggest uh, dollar number was the Chevy Corvette at nineteen point three percent and fifteen thousand two hundred and eighteen dollars. Yeah, I can believe that because it's it's still kind of new. There's still not a ton of them out there, so people really yeah. want them. Yeah. But uh, I I came about this website because I uh, got onto another YouTube channel called YAA, and they kind of quote this website a little bit. So I was like, hey, maybe I should go ahead and actually look at it. It's kind of cool. Uh, it, 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 it for car people, it, it you can do some geek out things. Um, but before we go, I do got one thing I want to say, and then I'll let you close it out. Um, some of you know, and if you if you make it here. Uh, uh, the one of the biggest influences in my uh, me being a car guy was uh, this TV show, my favorite TV show of all time, called Motor Week. I started watching that TV show in 1987. I believe it came out the first year was 1982. Uh, but uh, it 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 was a thing that fed that has fed my car guy craziness oh, for the most of my life. It has always been. It has been there since 1987. Um, one of the one of the things about that show that uh, was that lasted for the I think for the entirety of the show was uh, a segment called Gosser's Garage. There's this guy yep. who calls himself a technician, not a not a mechanic. Uh, he would just explain things to you. He built a kit car one time. He was just a cool dude. Uh, he passed away last week. Uh, all of a sudden, and I just, you know, I just want to acknowledge him for uh, being part of the, the thing that 
one of the founders of the thing that sparked this car guy. And hopefully, uh, and I know he sparked uh, that, that show and his efforts created other car people that for sure are going to continue to go. We're going to continue to go back and look at his episodes. But if you don't know the show, they got a bunch of retro shows, uh, retro episodes on YouTube. And just look up Pat Goss. He was like, the, he was the mechanic that would say, he's like, uh, no, don't put nitrogen in tires. That's dumb. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. He, yeah. He, there was no, yeah. He, he shot straight. That's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, he uh, passed away this past weekend and, uh, uh, God be with his family. And, yes. Uh, and then this car guy's on mission. I know that. That's right. Yeah, there's car guys all over the country that's going to miss him. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of people out there who grew up. I mean, we didn't have YouTube right when we were no. young. So watching Motor Week on Sunday morning, that was. Yeah. Did you that, remember that's what we had. chase it when they changed the channel or when they changed the, the time yes. to come on and having to yes. figure it out? On, in the, yeah. where'd, where'd Motor Week go? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I always, I mean, that's me and my dad. That was one of the things like we bonded over just sitting and watching Motor Week, you know. Yep. And my dad didn't really care as much because it was new cars. And to me, that was what the cool thing was new cars, you know. So now I'm more old car and, uh, Anna is too. So at the moment, we'll see if she continues to like cars. Right before the podcast started, she come running up here to tell me that our neighbors had somebody at their house driving an old International Scout, and that it was yes. green and with a white roof. And she just thought that was cool because it kind of looked like a convertible. So yeah. we have we have at least created um, two new uh, car guys, and the youngest one is Anna. Anna's a car That's guy. That's right. We got her. We got her. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we got her. So anyway, well, that's I think that's a somber note, but we should probably end on that. And then um, next week we are going to, or next episode, we'll be back to um, talk about EVs because you guys probably miss hearing me rant and be angry and hate on cars. So, uh, you know, just, just so we can get mean crotchety old bill back we're going to talk about some evs we love being crotchety old bill i know i think I, I think i have my own fan base of people who just love hearing me be negative about cars i know at least two people <laughs> <laughs> well i'll be back don't worry he's yeah. coming back people he's coming back uh yeah man i love you to death man uh hey, I love you too. Do this. Uh, we love all y'all that's right. We love you too. Thanks for listening for all of this time.